0: Hey, welcome to the She Heard podcast hosted by author and speaker Laurie Green Westlake. On the She Heard podcast, we cover everything from a woman's role in the church to deep and unexpected dives into your favorite Bible heroes. Laurie's passion is to equip women with courage, boldness, and bravery through biblical study and inspiring narrative. Be sure to check out lauriegreenwestlake.com for additional resources. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you tonight? This is Laurie Westlake and I'm with the She Heard podcast. I'm your host. She heard the gospel and responded. She heard the truth and she shared it and she heard their need and she prayed for them. That's the premise of our She Heard podcast. It is great to be with you today. I'm trying to do these Wednesday shorts. They don't They're not very short. Last one was 20-something minutes, and I'm going to try to be really short today. We'll see how I do. But I woke up with uh, three little phrases on my mind, and I want to preface those phrases and what we're going to talk about with a confession. Okay, my daughter is getting married in Greece this fall, and I have been obsessing over The dress I'm going to wear, we want, I would say she, but it was my idea too, for everyone to be dressed in this very lovely, it's going to be an outdoor wedding overlooking the sea and these very lovely Grecians, you know, late summer linen-y outfits and neutral colors. And I... I'm looking at linen and natural, and as you know, if I were to go into a store and buy real flax or linen off the rack, big dollar signs, okay? And so I have discovered Etsy, and I am spending... All these little rabbit trails in these Etsy shops because you can get linen a little bit or better, but you can't try it on. So you got to read about it. You got to read your measurements. You have to try to figure out if something is is going to fit, but be loose enough not to show your little curves in the wrong places, or something that doesn't make you look frumpy. And I'll find something and it's the wrong color, or I'll find something in the, and it doesn't come in a smaller size or a bigger size. And I spent yesterday about two hours in the evening, two hours in my evening, strolling through Etsy. And I confess this weekend, I spent another two hours. So this morning I woke up, and the Lord impressed upon me these three these three little word phrases. And this is what I feel like He said: love big, pray hard, and prep a little. Now I also confess that the podcast that I listen to on a daily basis, I have my favorites, and you know, there's just a lot of news out there that is screaming, "Be prepared." banks are failing, the economy, um, they're going to raise the rates again, so we're going to see more inflation, it's going to be harder to buy homes, people are going to lose their savings accounts, and actually Putin today announced to the Russian people they need to prepare for nuclear war, and they're all prepping over there. So, and I'm not taking anything too seriously at this point. But it did drive home that during times when there's a lot of a lot of things to pray about, a lot of things to address and minister to people about, I am strolling through Etsy, looking at dress after dress after dress. And so I believe the lesson that the Lord had for me is to tell me that everything material at this moment in time is fragile. Actually, it always has been, but uh, fragile. Material things are fragile. It's an old cliche, but you can't take it with you when you go, right? So it has always been fragile. It's not more fragile. It's just more evident that we should hold on to materialism looser. And I, I think that when we take this mindset that Material things are temporary. We begin to prepare our hearts and minds for what really matters. The Lord said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And so I've been thinking about that verse and I've been thinking, how did he overcome the world? And yes, he overcame the world because he conquered sin through his death and resurrection. And he certainly sacrificed himself for us so that we can have eternal life. In him and with him, and away from the wrath of God in heaven bliss. However, on a more simple, easy to communicate way, he overcame by love because all these acts, this act of sacrifice, the act of pulling us to him, is an act of supreme. Ultimate love. In First Corinthians 16, 16, we're told that we should do everything in love. Paul says, let everything be done in love. And I was thinking, what a difference that would make today. I I think traffic, driving to work, I see a microcosm of what is in people's psyche these days, and it is crazy. I I just think if if you're driving, if you're cutting me off, honking at me, I mean, we're all going to this, you know, trying to get to work. Could we all just take a breath here? And it's just, it's maddening and it's chaos. And I'm, you can't trust anyone. And I'm gripping the wheel and I'm going, this is a microcosm of where the psyche of our culture is. And a lot of that is about wokeism. And a lot of that is about where our uh, our governments are in peddling fear to us. And some of that is just the nature of the hard headlines that we have. But let everything be done in love. What a good plan that is for the days ahead. What if we put away our strife? What if we put away the strife? Because the hour is later than we know. And we spent the rest of our lives... (laughs) however long that is, the rest of your life just approaching everything from the position that God is good and God is love. In a time when change seems inevitable, whether it's the economy, the climate, or a condition of someone's heart, shifts happen. And we're in a shift right now. But you, you, as a believer in Christ, you have hope and you have love in this shift. Love is not fragile. Love is a sure and stable thing. You hold on to materialistic things loosely, but you can grab hold of love with everything you've got. Go in the office in the morning to decide to love your way through the problem you're having Decide to love your way through the boss who is irritating you. Decide to love your way through even being laid off or having to find a new position. Love is something you can embrace. Go out today and reflect your father who is love. We are made in his image. We are to mirror him. He is love. Now, prayer. You know, the time is now is to pray big, no matter. And you know, and it's always time to pray big. But I guess I think what I'm doing is I'm strolling through Etsy models um, to kind of stay away from the headlines. Because at the end of every day, I'm going, "Geez, more inflation!" You know, our, our our daughter would like to buy a house and the interest rates and the economy. All these things give us reasons to have anxiety, but prayer disseminates anxiety. It is the anxiety buster. And so let me say this, no matter who disappoints you, no matter who dismisses you, no matter who leaves you behind, and i I have behind stories. And no matter who closes their ears to your wisdom, no matter who closes their their ears to your pain, no matter who closes their ears to your frustrations, God will always listen. He is available to communicate endlessly. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't take vacation. He doesn't take long breaks, nor does he take a shower. He is communication. His essence is communication. And through this, you are never alone, not for a minute, never once. You are always with him. So you can stay completely connected to that life, love, source. And through prayer, you can communicate with that life, love, source. Source and let me remind you that prayer is a two-way conversation. It's 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 abiding with God. So always take time to sit and listen. Don't just pull out your prayer list and dump it on his feet. What if you just sat with him, told him what the problem was, and just waited and let him fix your heart? Maybe you he won't hear an audible answer, but maybe he'll fix your attitude because that's what love does. Love fixes attitude okay and then my third thing was and prep a little all the podcasts i'm listening to as i mentioned it's kind of doom and gloom and everybody's screaming buy gold buy silver buy antibiotics you know get food storage and all these things and my take on that is god always provides he promises to provide you're a child of god if you're saved and you are promised That you will be taken care of. You're not promised that you won't have a hard time. You're not even promised that you would never have a hunger pain. We know the disciples did, we know Jesus did. We can bet that that might be a possibility in today's world. But it does mean that He will ultimately provide. Anytime we're going through a hardship or a little bit of discomfort, and here in the West, it is just a little bit, a little bit of discomfort, we can be assured that God is teaching and showing us something. So rejoice, be thankful, because whatever situation you're in, even if it's hard, He is working in you, and that is a miracle. So on prepping. I've been a long-time prepper, in a sense, because when we lived in Africa, we lived in a country that was at risk of government upheaval from neighboring countries. And so we were taught there were three levels of preparedness. We had to be at these three levels at all time, And one of the levels is... You know, war has been declared, or a coup has been declared, or or maybe they're just shutting the country down to expats, or maybe the United States is calling you home. You have a list of things that you need to do if you have four or five days' time. You need to close out your bank accounts. You need to make sure your computers are charged up. You need to... Um, have a just a list of everything that economically and responsibilities that you have in country that need to be taken care of. Talk to your landlord, those sort of things. Level two was um, you've got like two days or maybe one day. Maybe the government shows up and says, by midnight, you have to be out of here. They knock on your door. Well, there again, you go to your list, but you have to have a bag packed for every member of the family so that you're not... In a crisis moment, unable to think, I remember one time we lived in a house, in the neighborhood caught on fire. It was a really freak thing, and a lot of houses were burning. And we got an alert that our street was about to be evacuated, and we had very short time. and The kids were teenagers, and they were both out. One of them was at soccer practice, the other one was out with friends. And we either schoolwork, their computers. We're in the house, Our, my computer, everything. And I remember I was like, we've, we've got 10 minutes to evacuate. And I, ne- I didn't have that list. And I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have to go in and get their clothes. I've got to get their." It was just, it was a panic moment. And um, you never want to be making decisions under duress. You don't want to be making decisions like that. So it is a great idea not not just out of fear of Russia or fear of a Chinese invasion, and I'm I'm laughing because I really don't want those things to happen. And I, you know, I don't I don't think we're on the verge of that yet. Everything is a possibility, and we all know the end, and we've all read the Bible. Or I hope you have, and we know that hard times are coming. I, I just don't think this is happening tomorrow. But I'm telling you, your list needs to be done by tomorrow because it might not be a government thing or a war thing, it might be an ice storm like Texas had. uh, two, Two, three years ago, my son lost power. My brother lost power. Actually, his entire house burned to the ground because they were living by a fireplace for like three days and some things went wrong in the chimney. But the stores were out of food because people panic. The gas pumps weren't working because of electricity. And so my, I remember my son calling me and saying, well, I'm on empty and I've still got two miles to go to get home because he was out trying to do some work. So we just don't, we, we want to try not to be in, in an caught off guard in an unexpected situation. So level three that we learned in Africa was the prep box. We called it the contingency box. And that is where we kept things like candles, matches, batteries, flashlights, canned food, freeze-dried foods, plastic forks and knobs for everybody because you don't want to be a heathen if you're on the run eating with your fingers. (laughs) That's, yes, I am my mother's daughter. We will eat with our forks. Napkins, blankets, wash rag, towels, tarps, in case you're out somewhere and you have to kind of like camp. Like we had to be... Ready to go through the Congonese rainforest to get to another country. That was part of our contingency to ev- ev- immediately evacuate through the rainforest. Well, it's either raining in the rainforest or it's so humid it might as well be raining. So we needed ropes and tarps and pins to stick into the ground, um, just a set of tools for the unexpected, bottled water or water filters. There's just be practical. Think of it like this. If I were going to go camping for three days and I had no stores, no access to any kind of materials I could buy, what would I need? And the reason that that they said three days and the reason why I have adopted three days of supplies always is because, like I said, you never want to be in a position where you're panicking And you have to leave the house because when people are doing runs on stores, and let's not forget, people have lost their minds today. People are crazy. I mean, we're hearing horror stories where people walk in and just fill their baskets full of stuff and just walk out. And security can't stop them. So if that's the way they're acting when there's things accessible to them, what are these kind of people going to do when everyone is panicking and goods are are disappearing so you always want to be in a position that you have time to stop to pray to pray to the lord this situation is happening we're praying for all our friends and family what do we need to do what are you teaching us what are you showing us what do you how should we act in this what is our response to be and you just want to assess you want to just take time sit still and assess But if you're not having to think about what you need to pack in the car and you're just gonna grab your box and your bags that stay packed with just a couple of clothing changes, underwear, t shirts, just some clothing changes, then you're gonna be one of the smart ones. And that's my approach to prepping. So today on this Wednesday, on my Wednesday short, I wanted to give you a great little bit of encouragement. By telling you that even though the news is ucky and wonky and all those things right now, still you love big. You pray hard and you prep a little. Okay, that's all I have for you today. I'm so enjoying Talking with you, and please don't forget that we have this one day event coming up here in Albuquerque in June. We'll be talking more about that in the future, but you can find out it. You can find more about me. You can read my blogs. You can buy my books. Oh my gosh! And I'm so excited. My latest Bible study just won the CPI finalist award. I am a finalist in the national contest, and I'm very blessed. So anyway, you can check that out. That Bible study is called God's Will Unraveling the Mystery. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I hope you love. And I hope you pray. And I hope you prep. We'll be talking very soon. Bye now.